Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from fabulous Las Vegas. Your other host today, James Salinas from fabulous Denver, Colorado, uh, out there in the Mile High City. Uh, James, continuing the discussion with uh, the non-Power 5 football conferences, these odds we can preview and uh, and discuss uh, situations that we might be attracted to right now. I still have a little bit of time, too, but the Sun Belt, uh, Coastal Carolina, I think everybody's favorite. They're plus 175, but you got uh, Lafayette at plus 130 uh, out there in the fun belt. The fun belt, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. That was what it was last year. It was one of the few conferences we got to see early in the season. And it, you, you mentioned the, the, I mean, if you look at the divisions, yeah, with the with Louisiana being in the West, that's clearly the the weaker of the two divisions within the fun belt and the mm-hmm. Sun Belt Conference. But I, I just, uh, maybe I'm just, I'm probably biased here because I really loved watching Coastal Carolina last year. And the uh, you look for, you know, we talk about this too, Pritch, where we, we, we go beyond the, the rosters and the matchups, the X and O's and the statistics, those types of things, and look at some of the intangibles when it comes to chemistry. And I just felt like watching them play 
we know there's the 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 offense and the defense don't always get along on any given football team out there, and they'll respect each other, their teammates, but maybe not always the best of friends. That team just felt like they were so uh, – the camaraderie that you would see out there, watching the body language and watching guys on the sidelines. I'm really privy to those kind of things and just yeah. seeing how they're engaged and the full engagement for four quarters with both sides. Yeah, you're going to get in your huddles with your coaches and, and, and look at some pictures, et cetera, like that, but very engaged each and every game and just love to see that about teams. They play for each other. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I said, not playing for a particular unit or the team. They're playing for each other as, as young student athletes. So here, I think for Coastal Carolina, tougher division there in the East. But, you know, Grayson McCall, I mean, he yeah. was the player of the year last year. And he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. How much better is he going to get from last year to this year here? And I know the two toughest games for the for Coastal will be on the road at App State and at Georgia Southern. But they're also going to have extended time for preparation for both of those those games, right. both those games, for, they're going to have, have a bye before App State. They're going to have 10 days before they play Georgia Southern. So I think that's always, especially when you're looking at coaching here, I think that's an impact too, where you're going to have time before those big road games are on your schedule to prepare. Just love the culture on this team. Love the camaraderie. This is a team that I really, I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of many teams, Pritch, but I was a fan of that program last year. And I think that's kind of influencing where I'm at here. I like Coastal Carolina. It's a, t- it's a tiny number. I don't think I would bet it, but I like them too. To, to win the conference, and it's a team that's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch this Yeah, season. no, I understand why. I mean, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, uh, they used to benefit from the fact that, okay, if you're not going to Georgia or Georgia Tech, uh, maybe you would go to one of those schools and some good athletes that way. Uh, Coastal Carolina, they have a tailor-made quarterback. Uh, you mentioned Grayson McCall uh, that has engineered that offense for Chadwell. And, and so uh, what do you need to do if you're Coastal Carolina, bolster that defense? I think they're going to have a number of transfers, James, uh, that's going to help them on that side of the ball as well. Yeah, they, well, they've got a number of transfers coming in. They've got 19 starters coming mm-hmm. back from last year. They're going to have those super seniors, the things that we'd look into, <laughs> too. How many are going to be able to carry over? How many right. programs can afford to do that? They're going to have, I think, a dozen super seniors on that roster. So not only is this team a very galvanized team, this is a team that's very experienced, too, and a lot of talent. And they're going to be, you talked about McCall, and just that's the young and on the team. This is a very deep team. Mm-hmm. It's a very experienced team. And then the best player there, at least freshman, you know, the player of the year in the Sun Belt, as your quarterback is coming into his sophomore season this year, only going to get better dual quarterback, but as far as his throwing ability, it's not just making plays with his feet. That's secondary. He has the ability to do that too, but as far as the passing game goes, I think we're going to see a lot of growth out of Grayson McCall this year in the offense for the Chanticleers. Yeah, the, the growth, uh, he's going to get uh, better, certainly, uh, better players, the continuity, I mean, everything sets up for him. Like you said, though, small number, uh, uh, plus 175. But if you're attracted to it now, things could change, certainly get closer and closer to the season. Uh, but a lot to like about Coastal Carolina. Uh, I'm looking at Appalachian State, too, but not really intrigued by them, plus 375, even though uh, they had a, a decent uh, outing. Uh, but the offensive line should be solid for them uh, looking at that school on uh, that situation. But no, Coastal Carolina uh, really sticks out. Uh, within that conference right there. Just a number, though, plus 175, Lafayette plus 130. We'll see what happens uh, when uh, we get closer to the season. It's betting across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Las Vegas. Your other host, James Salinas, is out in Denver, Colorado. So, James, the National Football League, uh, BetMGM has released a bunch of quarterback props. Uh, 17-game regular season, 
Uh, so these numbers, in particular for one quarterback, I don't know if it's too high or not, but let's discuss this because Patrick Mahomes, 5,025 and a half passing yards, 40 and a half passing touchdowns seems reasonable, but they are running the air raid slash West Coast slash whatever offense you want to throw together. The guy is incredible. He's a unicorn. He is, and that's not a team that I want to try to get in front of and say, no, he can't. (laughs) Talent-wise, he most definitely can do that. But the one concern you have sometimes are, we didn't really see this last year, but we also know that last year was totally different when it comes, especially playing at Arrowhead, where you didn't have, I mean, whatever the capacity was, was it 20%, 15%, not 100% like it typically is, and, and we know what an advantage that is for the Chiefs when they're playing at home, but how many games are they going to be so far out in front of that you're just kind of short passing game, run the football, kill the clock, let's get out of here and move on. We saw that a lot last year from the Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't cover a lot of numbers. Now, their numbers were really inflated last year. Mm -hmm. So many games, double-digit favorites. And, you know, I'm usually either staying away from that or going on the other side of that and taking that that dog and double-digit dog. But I think here, too, you know, they're going to be everybody. They're going to be the target. And they will be everybody's target here. But you think of some of these teams that they're playing. They're playing a lot of outside of the the Broncos secondary, which has gotten significantly better. And I think they're going to be very competitive. Will the Broncos on the defensive side of the football when it comes to playing against the pass? Um, you know, once you once you uh, get past the the Ravens that they're going to play the second week of the season. Not a lot of really great pass defenses that we're going to see facing Kansas City. However, they might be so far in front come second half, fourth quarter. It might be uh, ground and pound. Let's run the clock and get out of here. Maybe not as many opportunities for Mahomes to achieve those numbers. Those are high numbers. I think he can get there because he's got the talent to do it. But if they're way ahead, why would you put your quarterback in those situations? You're not going to. We've seen the injuries that he sustained over the last couple of years, in particular to his foot. Last year was foot was high hobbling around out there too. Um, I'm not going to bet against them, but I'm not going to lay that big number with the, with, the, with, with where this Chiefs offense right. is going to be this season. We do forget that he did have offseason surgery. Um, I, I'm keeping in mind the offensive line too, the turnover right there, as well as uh, maybe not as deep in terms of weapons as Sammy Watkins is no longer there. Uh, so you have some younger players, just in case something does happen to one of his uh, premium weapons out there, James. So that's something to keep in mind. I mean, he's averaging 316 yards per game throwing a football last year in 15 games. Uh, so if he's averaging over 300 yards per game uh, offensively through 17 games, that gets him to 5,100 yards. So he should be able to go over that. But that's a lot of ifs right there. And I don't know if you bet on ifs. <laughs> I don't bet on yeah. ifs, and if they're ahead in these games, then right. what? I think that's the biggest if. When Kansas City, if Kansas City, and when they are ahead in some of these games by a large margin, are they going to, what is the offense going to look like then? Obviously, you got to dial some things back. And then if they've already clinched that division, because they're going to be, in my mind, they're going to be the best team in the AFC West. When they clinch that division, are you going to roll Holmes out there some more when you've already solidified that? Maybe in week 16 and or week 17, how much playing time does he get? You may see some limitations there so yeah I think for some of those teams what they're clearly going to be the better team and he's the great he's the best talent out there when it comes to the quarterback mm-hmm. position at least from a throwing capacity standpoint making all the wild throws that he makes I don't want to bet against it here but yeah you talked about the surgery uh, as well as 
Questions on the offensive line. I know they moved some pieces around. Going to take some time for them to gel into a new offense, too, because we saw that play out in the Super Bowl last year. You can't have Mahomes running around behind a tattered <laughs> offensive line. Not going to last the full 17 right. games that, with the offensive line that we saw last year. 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He ran for with the hurt foot, too. So Amazing. keep that in mind with Patrick yes. Mahomes. Tough kid. Uh, 371 yards, passing yards per game for Dak Prescott. Uh, only through five games, though, because of the injury. Uh, word is is that he's ready to go, James. Dak Prescott, as the Cowboys begin training camp this week, 47, 75 and a half passing yards, 32 and a half passing touchdowns with Amari Cooper uh, and, and CeeDee Lamb and everybody else that he has out there offensively. And also the offensive line coming back healthy, mm-hmm. too. They were really banged up last year. You know, Tyron Smith, what, he played two games last year. He wasn't on the field. Collins was not on the field at all last year. At right tackle, he'll be back this year. As well as Martin. I don't know. Martin maybe played half the games, didn't finish out the season. So Zach Martin, uh, another great, great offensive lineman. He'll be back this season. So we'll see much improved offense, offensive line for Dak Prescott. And if his ankle is completely healed, hopefully he is. I mean, before he went out, you mentioned what he was throwing out there. Well, he's going to need to do that again this season because that defense for the what, – what have they done defensively in that secondary that gives you any any pause for concern that, oh, they're not going to be the same team as last year. They're going to be much better defensively. I like the edge rushers that they have. Outside of that, I don't like the linebacker position. I don't think Van Der Esch has been what they wanted. I don't think Smith has been he- – Van Der Esch hasn't been healthy enough to stay on the field. Smith hasn't been what they thought he would be coming off that, you know, the, the injury coming into his rookie season. And the secondary, to me, is going to give up a lot of points. So Dak Prescott going to have plenty of opportunities, a lot of shootouts. And aside from the Washington football team and that NFC East, those are some pretty soft defenses that he's going to face, in particular in the secondary. I think Dak Prescott fully healthy right. with the fully off- offensive line healthy again they're going to be slinging the football around down there in Dallas and paid they're going to try to get their money's worth I think from Dak Prescott for sure and you know how bad they want a championship down there uh, in Dallas Uh, Micah Parsons is a new addition there defensively uh, maybe to help out that linebacking core yeah, well, and I think the linemen, they're going to need some help. But again, yeah. it's another rookie player. It's another mm-hmm. young player, just like the secondary, in particular the corners. Talent, but it's got to it's got to play itself out there on the field. And now you got a new defensive coordinator. I mean, for Quinn, he needed to get out of Atlanta as it was and just get a fresh start from just thinking about the, the debacle of the Super Bowl a few years back when they blew that 28-3 lead. And that whole franchise just needed a fresh start after that. But maybe that gives them a boost. But anytime you have a new D.C. coming in, again, more time, they'll have the offseason, but so much of it is going to be trial by fire for these young players, in particular at the cornerback position for the Cowboys. I just still think there are going to be a lot of shootouts in, Cal- in, in Big D this year. Elliot, uh, a lot smaller, uh, um, leaner anyway. Uh, you got Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb uh, in year number two. I expect Lamb to take a leap forward uh, this year. Uh, more air raid offense out there in the National Football League now too, James. It is, and that's what the and the rules uh, the rules favor that. You right. can't put your hands on anybody. You can't. You can't. There's the target. I don't even know where you can hit players. I think the target is about this big, right on the chest area, and that's it. But don't hit them with your helmet. Nope. Don't lower your head. Don't yeah. put the crown in. It's gonna. It's gotta be eyes to the skies, shoulders up, <laughs> wrap up. Yeah, it's such a small target. I mean, all the rules in the NFL obviously favor the offense, and in particular the passing game. Well, let's see if we can make some money here because uh, I like uh, 32 and a half touchdowns. I mean, he'll go over that, I believe, Dak Prescott. Uh, Matthew Stafford's 4,600 
and a half passing yards, 29 and a half passing touchdowns uh, for Matt Stafford and a new team uh, there with the Rams. Guess that's I, I, what are we going to see out of this Rams offense? How was it? Was it how limited was it because of Jared Goff and his mm-hmm. skill set and McVay? I mean, they had a lot of balance. They ran the football a lot too over the the last few years as well. So it was one of those teams was very balanced. One of the few teams in the NFL that had a sense of balance there. And then with Goff, not somebody that you were going to trust to sling the ball deep down the field consistently. They'll take their shots off their play action, but for the most part, it was going to be those short routes, those out routes. Everything was thrown as felt like everything was thrown outside the hash marks and outside the numbers for Jared Goff. Now with Stafford coming in, I think that one, I just need to see how is he going to come into this offense and what is that offense going to look like for the Rams now that they have Stafford in there? Is it going to be more aggressive? Is McVay feeling like, all right, I can, I can put a lot of those, a lot of those pages that I pulled out of the playbook in the mm-hmm. past with Jared Goff. I can insert those back in now because I have Matthew Stafford potentially, but I think for me to want to bet there, I got to see it first. Okay. And these numbers, will be live as the season goes, so I think that's the other thing, too. Not necessarily if you have questions about whether it's a new offensive coordinator, maybe some new linemen, or in this case here, you got a new quarterback right. coming in to, to a new franchise. i got to see it first before I'm willing to put a bet on it. Yeah, my thing is, is, I mean, if you're the Rams, you don't trade for Matthew Stafford to be conservative, I would think. Especially if you think you have the number one defense in the league, too. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, that's the great advice right there, James. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, any thoughts on his totals? He's at 44, 50 and a half uh, passing yards, 28 and a half uh, touchdowns. I think Herbert's going to throw it all over the yard this year. <laughs> and thinking about the they think about the the think about the division for one. Mm-hmm. Now the Broncos, I think, are going to be much improved in their secondary. They're going to make it within the division in the AFC West. They're going to make it difficult on uh, on on Herbert to sling the ball. He likes to throw the ball and he likes to get it over the top. He's got the arm to do it and he's got the targets to do it. Think about Allen. Think about Williams. They've got some speed out there. The young Johnson kid coming in. They're going to have some talent on the outside to throw the football down the field and now you got a new offensive coordinator with Lombardi coming over uh, is it going to be kind of that spread and that up-tempo offense where he's going to be able to allow Herbert to make decisions at the line of scrimmage the way that they did with with Breeze in New Orleans where he was the quarterback coach there for a, a, a few years uh, I just think with the division that they play in the new style of offense that they're going to have better clock management I couldn't get any worse than what we've seen in the years past there with the Chargers managing the clock in game uh, I think we're going to see more of an up-tempo and, and and Herbert is a very aggressive and very confident young fella. Interceptions are not going to discourage him from, from forcing balls and getting the ball for the big play opportunities. I think there's going to be plenty of those. And then in the AFC West, aside from the Broncos, anybody in that secondary for the Raiders or the Chiefs scare you that they're going to get four games against? I think Herbert has a great sophomore season in the NFL. All right. Looking forward to that. I agree with you on that, too. How about Russell Wilson? Uh, last year they let him cook, but I told him to get out the kitchen because he was turning the ball over. Still, <laughs> still, though, James, uh, 12 and 4 record, uh, 4,300 and a half passing yards for Russell Wilson, 33 and a half uh, touchdowns. Here's another one that I think we got to see now. We talked about the Rams and the balance that they had on offense the last few years. Jared Goff. Well, that's going to be, is that what we're going to see in Seattle with Shane Waldron coming over from the Rams as the OC coming over to the Seattle as the OC here. And we know Carol's always preached balance and what we heard in the off season, what we hear in the off season for Russell Wilson, minus of the trades and the top three teams I'd like to go to more. So I'm tired of getting hit, right? Help me out here. Well, offensive line is part of it, but also have some 
some more balance running the football and not having so many plays designed to, and he's got the targets to sling it down the top, in particular with Metcalf. Lockett's a, a terrific receiver too. Uh, but maybe it's going to be more of that shorter passing game, quicker hits, deep, less, you know, not having those big deep drops where we're seeing Russell Wilson scrambling around for his life, looking like Fran Tarkenden back in the day, you know, reverse pivot every which way, trying to keep, keep, uh, opposing defenders off of him. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we're going to see a different offensive style for Seattle and maybe not as many throws and as many deep throws from Russell Wilson as, as opposed in the past. Yeah. Let him cook, but he didn't need to cook for every possession down the field. Let him cook short passing game, ball control, and probably going to need some ball control. Cause I still don't like that defense for Seattle to, uh, to make stops. So Ball control will help your defense here. Maybe more of a commitment to running the football. Be looking at the under for Russell Wilson as far as passing yards. All right, the under right there. You know who's sneaky good? I think uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I don't know why. Well, I know why. I mean, he's been to the playoffs, certainly. But uh, second team, maybe he doesn't get the clout he should. Uh, 41-75.5 passing yards, 28.5 passing touchdowns. I like the over for his yeah. uh, for the passing yards. Uh, I'd be a little concerned with the touchdown piece, just because you got Derrick Henry in there. You get you get inside that ten. You better be pounded Derrick Henry into the into the end yeah. zone. But I think here for the good offensive line, Tannehill with the play action coming off of off of Henry, as well as thinking about with now the addition of Jones and Brown, the big pay, big play potential down the field that we're going to see out of Tennessee, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're going to need to score points because I think this is another situation kind of similar to. Dallas. Dallas, even worse from this standpoint, there's no consistent pass rush out of the Titans. They're not going to get that from, I think that, that, it's not going to change from last year to this year. No pass rush from the Titans to help out that secondary. That secondary, the safeties are getting beat over the top. You can run the football at the Titans. Titans can't get off the field. They're going to give up a lot of points. So they're going to need Tannehill to throw the football and score some points too to keep up, which they're going to be fully capable. You're going to see a ton of shootouts with the Tennessee Titans. And the thing about the division they're in, they also the, the, the strength of the Colts is going to be their run defense. Not so much you can take the top off of that secondary in the Indian Indianapolis as well. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get four games against the Jags and the Texans. So pad those stats up there too, playing those four, those four JV teams on the defensive side, a lot of opportunities for Tannehill to exceed that passing number. For me, it's over for sure. Yeah. He had 33 passing touchdowns last year when Derrick Henry going off for over 2000 yards, he had seven rushing touchdowns too, accounted for 40 touchdowns. I just think he's an underrated player. Uh, you bring in Julio Jones to help out uh, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, if you ask me. Tua, Tua out there in Miami, 39.50 and a half passing yards, James, 24 and a half passing touchdowns. I think it's the under. I think it's the under for both. I think yeah. two is just uh, the, the offensive lines bad. I know they got some targets for him to throw to, but are they going to, is he going to throw the ball down the field? Is it going to be these stretch passes with that offensive line? I don't think they're going to have the time. I think they're going to try to have some semblance of the running game. Mm-hmm. The other piece too with Tua is, is he going to be able to play? You talk about there's an extra game. They get 17 games, but you got to stay healthy right. to play all 17 games. Is Tua going to be healthy? I don't know. It looked, I mean, he came into the league banged up, unfortunately with the really bad hip injury that he had and took other injuries as the season went along. It just doesn't really look built to me as somebody that's going to be this deep drop back quarterback. That's going to be able to take hits consistently. I just don't know if he survives the season with that style of offense. They're going to have to have some semblance of the running game with a bad offensive line. Give me the under for Tua on both of those. You talked about new offense coordinators. They have co-offense coordinators. I don't know how you cap that either. Yes. <laughs> 
Right, yeah, what is yeah. the offense? What's the identity going to look mm -hmm. like? Yeah, with two offensive coordinators, what are the play calls going to look like? Yeah, I don't know what to expect other than I would say we're going to go against the human achievement for two. Unfortunately, like the kid, don't like the player out there in Miami. I'll bet the other. Yeah, I like that too as far as uh, his totals on the season right there, 39, 50 and a half passing yards. Uh, coming up next, we're going to get to the NBA uh, and preview the player props uh, coming up uh, in game six. That's next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my there's plenty to celebrate in March and National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
Indeed's Instant Match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Get more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. Uh, James, the NBA Game 6 player props. Uh, I don't know where to go or where to start with this because of what we saw in Game 5. Uh, pace was down, but yet efficiency way up. Uh, so approaching player props, an early look here at some of these situations. For instance, Booker, uh, he's at 30 points. Paul's at 21.5 points. Aiton's at 16.5 points. Crowder's at 10.5 points. And Bridges at 11.5 points. Well, I've been looking further down the list. So looking at Bridges, I'd say under. Okay. Bridges, from it's night and day when he's on the road as opposed to playing at home. In this series at home, think about game two. He's sensational in game two. He was he had 27 points in that game two win for the Suns. Hit a number of three-pointers and took shots. He took 15 shots. Well, at home, he's taken collectively in the three games at home, he's taken 30. What does he take? He's taken 34 shots at home. Mm. In the two games on the road, he's taken eight. This is not where I I saw his confidence really wane in the series against the Clippers. He was getting banged on Paul George. They were looking for him. Who could where where is he? Who is he guarding? We're going to be physical with him. We're going to bang on him. And I think it really affected his his mental side of the offense because he was not shooting the ball well in that Clippers series. Really got into his head. And now in this case here, going back on the road, the fact that he's only taken eight shots in the two games in Milwaukee. Two of them. He was one of four from three point range that's where he lives out there when he's taking majority of his shots I don't think he's going to get the opportunities the opportunities are going to be it's going to be a Devin Booker and Chris Paul game along with DeAndre Ayton Mm -hmm. Bridges to go over 11 and a half points I don't think he's going to get the volume of shots to be able to do that he's going to have to go like he's going to have to go four for four from three because I just don't think he's going to get the shots Chris so that's the first place I go the other one we've been milking it we milked it again on when on on uh, Saturday with Pat Connaughton and getting off love what we've seen out of Pat Connaughton the volume the numbers that he's getting he's averaging 31 minutes a game in this series off the bench and you just see the he, he plays with some physicality to him uh plays with confidence and that's what i love to see about him kids shooting the basketball he's playing with a ton of confidence out there he had 14 points he's scored in double figures in three out of the last four games in this series he's getting the opportunities he's getting the touches and he's shooting the ball with confidence from the perimeter right now shooting 50 percent from three-point land that's basically where majority of his shots are coming from so looking a little further down the list as far as bridges are concerned under that 11 and a half and right now that juice was over we got it on Saturday it was plus 105 okay. at eight and a half points to the over for Connaughton now as we're laying a dollar 30 on Connaughton but I still think I love what I've seen out of him not only his confidence but coach Bud's confidence to give him the volume of minutes out there I'll lay the juice with Connaughton again at a dollar 30 over eight and a half for a significant minutes they're going about six deep but they'll stretch it to seven uh, with Portis in terms of the rotation too so uh, for these player props James really looking at Milwaukee just want to know uh, uh, if the uh, the point totals or if these totals are too high or not, for instance, Middleton twenty five and a half uh, for his uh, player prop for points. 
Potentially. I mean, yeah. he's gotten to a rhythm the last few games and he's gotten the volume of shots the last couple games too. So I think I might, if anything, looking at holiday, he's sitting at 19 and a half. It's right. juice to the over at a dollar 25. Now he has not shot the ball well in the series until last night or until game five on Saturday. And that was the best. That was one of the best series. He's had games. He's had shooting the basketball in any playoff game thus far for the most part, because he's working so hard on the defensive end, Pritch. We were talking about that before. We talked about those adjustments last week of what it needs to look like, and they should be picking him up for 55. Maybe Coach Bud listened to the show because he did, because he has been, but that's mm -hmm. a lot of energy to expend when you're picking up full court defensively the way that he has and hounding and being physical that way to where, yeah, the shot wasn't dropping. The volumes of the shots are still there. Just think of that game four, shooting four out of 20, different scenario where he's hitting his shots in game five, but the assignment is going to be Drew Holiday. You've been sensational on the defensive end of the floor we got other guys that are filling up the score sheet when it comes to being able to put the ball in the hole we need you again put, picking up full court lockdown defensively all that energy not all the energy but your best competitive energy needs to be expended on the defensive side and then be the facilitator on the offensive side that's probably where i'd look rich right there yeah. is holiday not to have the same shooting night that he did in game five go under that 19 and a half points and you're going to get a plus price as far as the juice is i know holiday i cashed a ticket for him under points earlier on when he wasn't shooting it well but i'm running out of role players though james for milwaukee because again a rotation so short. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the the opportunities are going to be there, but I yeah. think it's a Giannis and a Middleton game as far as yeah. scoring goes. Uh, let's have Holiday do his gig on the defensive line, not getting to 20 points in the game. Absolutely. Superstar game, game six. Coming up next on the program, Ben Fox, VP of Digital Content. He's next. College football season is right around the corner, and that means the VSIN College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch so you have the betting edge this football season. The guide is only $19.99, and discounts are available when you buy early, so now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe welcome back to the show betting across america mike pritchard james salinas your host today happy to have on to the program right now vp of digital content ben fox ben how are you doing well guys uh you know the college football betting guide coming along uh bill 80 said i can't come back to vegas until it's done so <laughs> you know i'm still here still here in the childhood bedroom we'll, we'll be here for another uh, week and a half in the command center and it's looking good so far. I think it's going to be a great product and uh, really excited to get it out to everybody in about a week and a half here. Yeah, looking forward to that. Coming soon. Uh, ben, hard at work, as you just heard right there. Uh, trying to get some results from the British Open or the Open. Still says British Open every once in a while, but the Open Championship. Uh, Mark Howe gets the victory. Uh, second major for him, but an interesting leaderboard too, Ben, uh, over the weekend. So good results for the books or good results for betters? 
Yeah, this uh, I'm with you, Pritch. I, I go back and forth. Sometimes you say the Open Championship, sometimes the British Open. But uh, this was kind of mixed for books, not not the same as certainly when you have a Phil Mickelson, right, winning um, winning a tournament at you know 100 to one, 200 to one. That's really going to hurt the books, especially with how popular Phil Mickelson still is to bet. So this was one that was kind of mixed at BetMGM. It was a good result for them. They only had about five percent of the tickets, six percent of the handle on Morikawa. He was around 30, 35 to one uh, before the tournament. And then again, there was such a like you said, a diverse field going into the final round. You had Louis Ustase and you had George. Jordan Spieth, even coming in Brooks Kepka a little bit mm-hmm. there uh, at the beginning of Sunday's round. So those were really at, at BetMGM, Spieth, Kepka, and actually Rory McIlroy were their three biggest liabilities going in. Uh, they had a $10,000 bet on Jordan Spieth at 18 to 1, uh, $10,000 bet on Patrick Reed at 33 to 1, and 10000 on Patrick Cantlay at uh, 28 to 1. Of course, neither, none of those come through. So really a pretty good result for BetMGM. Uh, a little worse, actually, at points bet. Morikawa was their fourth biggest liability behind, again, Kepka and Spieth. They're going to keep hearing those names, certainly in majors uh, going forward. But a better result uh, for betters is that was the highest percentage of handle on Morikawa. So a tougher result at points bet, better result at BetMGM. Kind of depended on the book uh, for this one. But really exciting tournament again. And Colin Morikawa just wouldn't give up that lead. It was a pretty incredible performance on Sunday. Ben, I want to ask you about that, and as well as to you, Pritch, thinking about what you saw for Marikawa last year, long, you know, long odds for him to win this, and young player, and talk about, well, his game as far as his putting ability uh, didn't really play out and doesn't really translate to what it looks like at the Open on that course, but Talk about the mental side to it, and I think that's what I'm so impressed with Colin Morikawa is his ability to really channel his focus into controlling his nerves, controlling his motions. He looks like such a composed young player out there on the course. What did you see? What did you take away from his ability to play through the way that he did and finish the way that he did in round four yesterday, Ben? Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem like he's 24, right? I mean, uh, I, I think I was deciding at 24 whether or not to move up to Bristol and take a job at ESPN or stay in New York City. That was my big decision. I, was, I wasn't competing on a Sunday for uh, the Open Championship. He just seemed so composed. Nothing rattled him. If he if he missed a shot, you know, he hit it, hit it in the rough and had to pitch or go up and down. He just really took it one shot at a time and so composed. He's now won, what, two majors in his eight uh, appearances. He just seems like someone who's going to be a star. And again, if the worst thing that you need to really work on is your putting and generally the other, you know, the other aspects of your game are in good shape. I think that's uh, something you can always, always easier to fix. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, that they were saying his average driving wasn't nearly as far, Mm -hmm. but he was very accurate. So not again, not bombing the ball like Bryson DeChambeau or somebody else. Accurate uh, driving, great iron play, and his putting was tremendous. I think that's going to be a good combination for years to come. Yeah, my experience from championships, uh, James and Ben, I mean, disciplined, passionate, overachiever. Um, uh, And Colin fits all three of those. I mean, the guy loves the grind. He loves what he does. And I think when you love what you do, it's not work. I mean, you go out there and do it all day, if you will, and to get better, too. So uh, the discipline to do that, the passion uh, to have the discipline, and then overachieving uh, is something I think everybody needs to work on themselves. It's all individual uh, basis in terms of how far you can overachieve. But uh, if you push yourself, if you enjoy what you do, then it becomes easy to you. And I think uh, that's what was notable to me in 
terms of Colin Marikawa winning this championship. Yeah, I, uh, I, think I Pritch, thought I was going to have to go on the couch for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ben, I want to ask you now, thinking about from Pritch and his perspective, playing in the NFL, now we talk a lot about futures. We're getting closer and closer to week one of the season kicking off here. What about some notable bets when it comes to the future market, in particular for teams to actually go all the way and win the Super Bowl? Yes, this is an interesting one. We'll get your reaction here. Uh, $4,000 on the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl at 125 to 1. Eagles were a team, uh, I think they opened around 50 to 1, now 125 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. This was at BetMGM. And again, BetMGM, there's only 1% of the tickets, 0.6% of the handle on the Eagles, certainly not a popular futures wager. I think this is probably, as Adam Schefter reported, I want to say last week, a potential Deshaun Watson destination. If, again, he's off the commissioner's exempt list, can play this season. A lot of potential hurdles there. We also saw in January, I don't know if you guys remember, a $4,000 wager at South Point on the Carolina Panthers at 75-1. to 1. That was, again, pre-Sam Darnold. That was another potential Deshaun Watson uh, landing spot. So I would guess that that's probably what this wager was. It's $500,000 if it hits, but... Man, the Eagles, again, with the third worst, uh, excuse me, worst Super Bowl odds in the NFC East. You got three better teams probably than them. That's a that's a steep hill to climb, I would say. Yeah, it is. I mean, Ben, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, th- you think about it too. If, if that was the landing spot, you're going to see that number move significantly. But I think even if Deshaun Watson was a Philadelphia Eagle, they're still not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, he's going from a bad offensive line to a worse offensive line, I would think, in Philly, right? Unless he's playing defense, too. <laughs> well, Ben, uh, we'll let you get back to work on the college football betting guide. Certainly, a lot of people are going to look forward to that. Thanks again for your time. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Ben Fox, VP of digital content right there. I mean, I guess if we just want to get rid of Deshaun Watson, you do that if you're Houston. But Deshaun Watson, welcome to a worse situation with the offensive line uh, out there in Philly. Uh, Come up next on the program, Major League Baseball discussion as well as Conference USA breakdown. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my game, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. With BetMGM's Money Monday Club, a $10 free bet will automatically be added to your account when you place a total of $50 in wagers between Monday and Sunday. That's right, you'll wake up to a $10 free bet every Monday just betting $50 during the previous seven days. Get rewarded for your bets every week at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 located in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And 809 with it in Indiana and Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800 889 Money Monday Club not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you. Uh, James, uh, so did you like that disciplined, passionate overachiever? Uh, I mean, I look for that as a player, but yet from a gambling standpoint, I, I can't often find it. Uh, and that I, I think I struggle with that sometimes as a better. I, well, I think to me, it's part of the process, right? It's those are the things that you can't see that show up in a box score. They don't show up in in the statistical categories when it comes to the mental makeup of a player. And then we were talking about Colin Morikawa and his mental makeup. I think that's the discipline piece that comes with it. You know full well, especially when you're talking about well, team sports is one, but you're you're if you're talking about a golf, uh, you're talking about golf. You're talking about an individual sport. It's all on you, and the good and or the bad, it falls on you. 
you to have to manage and control your 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 nerves, your emotions. And you have in a team sport, you have opportunities with teammates to be able to study it down. You've got captains, you've got leaders, those types of things that can do that for you. And I was just thinking how impressed I was from the mental aspect of mm -hmm. it. To you know, I'm not I'm not a golf guy. I don't I'm not a I'm not somebody that's going to be able to break down the strengths and weaknesses of any said particular golfer. But from a mental piece to it, and we know you get into day four championship day uh, to be able to control yourself and just see the mental discipline it takes to be able to handle those nerves uh, in any sport for that matter but in particular golf what as, as such a young player like Colin Morikawa is to right. be able to do that the way that he's done in a short with 24 years old winning last year and now winning the open this year of course mm -hmm. he's never been at before absolutely impressive so as a better whether it be golf or any other kind of sport yeah i think the the mental makeup of players is something that you have to consider especially when they're having to perform and if there's somebody that's going to perform under the lights do they we talk about betting against human achievement a lot <laughs> but there's plenty of humans out there that achieve plenty and can find that whether they're overachieving or not or they're meeting the expectations because they're a sensational talent mental piece of it is such an important factor when it comes to handicapping in these sports. Right. I mean, how do you gauge or, or cap a 4-4 versus a 4-3-5? I mean, or or somebody who can bench press 200 pounds, 225, 25 times or, or 30 times. I mean, I don't know if you can cap that, but certainly you can find, at least I can, uh, and what I look for, uh, you can find those guys that put in that work, that discipline, uh, and then that passion to where all of a sudden that pressure situation is easy to them, though. Because they put in the work. It's, it's, it's second nature, James. I think once you realize how confident you can be uh, and then you're in that moment, it really isn't that difficult. You just mentioned the key word. It's the mm -hmm. confidence piece. Right. And it's in any whether you're playing sport, anything you're doing, if you're going to do a, a, a if you're going to do a, a competent job, job or a solid job in anything you do, you got to be confident in your abilities to be able to see that through. And how much work is put in on the front end when you're talking about the the, the work that goes in for being an athlete and competing at a high level. And this is what we're betting on, and we're trying to figure out who's going to achieve at different capacities, and then who has the confidence to play out. We were talking about the props earlier mm -hmm. in the NBA for game six tomorrow. And I, I saw that with, with Bridges when he plays at home and when he plays at the road, it's a completely different player. Saw that play out in the series against the Clippers. And we've seen that play out here in the finals against the Bucks. He's a very confident young fella and he is a young player there, but much more confident at home than he is on the road. And then you look at somebody like Pat Connaughton and the, the confidence just oozes out of him. You can see it in his, not only in, in his mannerisms and his body language, but then in his the way that he plays the game, the way that he carries himself in the game, you can literally see that in him when he's out there on the floor and confidence carries over. Did it carry over into game five on the road? Absolutely. He had a sensational game coming off the bench for Connaughton because I think it's the level of engagement on the court too. Not just, all right, well, he's confident when he shoots the basketball, but how engaged is he on both sides of the floor? How hard is he competing on both sides of the floor? He takes the challenge anytime he's matched up with Booker being physical with mm -hmm. Booker. You see him put him his body on there, playing with confidence. you got to bet on If you're looking to bet on guys, you, the, through the stat sheet is one piece, but do you believe when the lights are on that they're going to step up because they have the confidence to do that and get it done, and they put the work in prior to get it done? Somebody like Pat Connaughton is somebody that we've been betting yep. on throughout this series, went in the prop market, and we're going to continue. At least I am. I'm continuing. I'm going to bet on
on that again tomorrow for Connaughton to go over his prop because of the confidence that he plays with on the court. Yeah, that was something to recognize, and we recognize it. And so, okay, you just ride that wave right now. So, uh, outstanding insight right there, James Salinas. Uh, Major League Baseball, San Francisco on the road against the Dodgers. Dodgers at home, minus 132, a total of eight. Uh, but I believe the San Francisco 49ers might have the uh, 49ers. The Giants might have the pitching advantage uh, in this one. Yeah, I think the only concern for me here with Gossman, Gossman's been tremendous this season. He found his home there in, in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. He's been great for the Giants. The only thing was he was supposed to start Friday after the All-Star break, got pushed back to tonight against the Dodgers because he had to go back home and his wife was having complications with the pregnancy. I don't know anything beyond that, but you know, anytime you're thinking about something like that, like you're talking you're talking personal business, you're talking a family matter, yeah. and that could be a distraction. Uh, hopefully it's well, the, everything's fine for him and it's not a distraction here because the Giants are going to need him did not play well the last two games didn't hit the baseball in St. Louis against the Cardinals uh, but think about the Dodgers side you got Gonsolin going I mean really Gonsolin he's Gonsolin's going to be what three four innings at best I'm mm-hmm. not sure how long he's going to go in this game but the Dodgers are really going to need him to stretch some innings and give a quality start when he's on the when he's been out there Gonsolin has pitched very well as of late as, but he just doesn't go deep into games he's doesn't have that arm stretched out and he works a lot of deep counts too uh, because that that it, the the bullpen for the Dodgers not a good bullpen to begin with right. and then they really got stretched out yesterday they had to use six relievers last night in that over in that extra inning loss to the Rockies and that's the biggest thing here I don't think I'll get involved I was looking at the total maybe first five under it was a little juice too much for my liking to bet that there but once those pitchers go out whether we'll see how Gossman performs how deep he goes I don't think Gosselin is going to be able to go too too deep into this game maybe five innings max that's when i might want to get involved and look at betting the total and potentially going over once both bullpens have to see the field tonight yeah the over is still minus 110 out here as well i was looking at that uh same angle and and be honest with you james because uh it's at eight Uh, all these other totals we went through and previewed earlier a 10 11 uh even with some pretty good uh pitching matchups but uh you do have the variables in this one with the pitchers in both situations yeah, I was looking at the first five more, so I'm staying away from the, for the most part, if if I'm betting a team or mm-hmm. a total under, it's because I have some faith in the bullpens to be able to close out nine. Yesterday, we took the under with the the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and the Cubs. Loved the starting pitchers for the matchup there. Didn't want to bet the full nine. Didn't trust the bullpen, in particular with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And again, they actually want, they were able to finish out and win the game, but they did not cover the number in that late innings is when the bullpen imploded when they pulled out Kelly. Uh, he pitched great yesterday. I think they were trying to get him the complete game, at least through innings, eight yeah. innings. He pitched tr- incredibly well, but that's where I'm going to stay away. I don't trust either of these bullpens right now with the Dodgers using the relievers that they did here in Colorado over the weekend, in particular yesterday with six seeing the field yesterday. I, I may bet, want to try to get involved with the total and look at the over once both bullpens get in, but at the total right now at first four, first five is just sitting at four. I was hoping to see a five, four and a half, but that's juice too high for me to go four and a half under that, so I'm going to lay off. All right, and then Conference USA. We were previewing uh, the non-Power 5 conferences in terms of the current odds. Uh, we did the Fun Belt. We did the Maction. We did Mountain West. Uh, what was the other one? AAC. Uh, so let's Conference USA because you got Marshall there. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Uh, plus 270, uh, James, in terms of who's going to win the championship in Conference USA this year. 
comes down to the defense for Marshall. Mm-hmm. We know how stout they are on the defensive side, but you know, can they can they score? That's going to be the challenge for them. We saw it late in the season. I guess that's the hard part, Pritch. Is what can we take away from what we saw last year in Conference USA? Just with the schedule, the way that it was, all the, you know, starting later, and then the the you know the abbreviated schedule because of some COVID issues that went on through so many programs. Some teams only got to play three games in that in that conference. Marshall <laughs> got to play five. It was all over the board. So I think that's a conference I just don't have a great handle on from last year to carry over to this year, aside from you talked about Marshall, 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 and it's going to be on the defensive side for that team to compete, which they will, which they can, and they will. I guess if there's one thing to carry over from last year's season in Conference USA, the defensive side, which which team is the best defense in that conference, I still think it's it's going to be Marshall. Okay, we got the college football betting guide coming out, $19.99. Uh, I advise everybody to get down on that, certainly. Uh, the thing about it, too, James, is as, eventually uh, these schools are going to get crowded. Uh, I'm talking about the big schools, the Power Five schools. The non-Power Five schools, the Conference USA's, the the Cincinnati's, I mean, these AAC schools, that's where these kids are going to start transferring. We had over 700 kids in the transfer portal last year, in addition to the super seniors. So uh, these bigger programs are going to start getting crowded. Uh, So I'm looking for these opportunities in the non-Power Five conferences coming up. And that's where I think coaching is going to matter. The depth of those teams is going to matter. And the experience factor, you can speak to that directly for yeah. college football, especially for these smaller schools. Experience plays out. The coaching plays out. So lots of things to be able to break down and dig into once that college football betting guide comes out here shortly within about a week. Yeah, all right. Looking forward to that. Uh, James, looking forward to the basketball tomorrow night. Good luck with everything. We'll see you later on in the week. Thanks, same to you, partner. Look, good luck tomorrow with your bets. Good luck tonight with your bets. Stay safe, and I'll see you Thursday. All right, sounds good. Stay safe. My guys in the desert coming up next. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 